0: Let us now begin with chapter 3 of our favorite book You Can Heal Your Life So here we go The heading is Where does it come from? The past has no power over me Alright We have gone through a lot of stuff And we have shifted through what we thought the problem was now we have come up with what i believe is the real problem we feel we are not good enough and there is a lack of self-love from the way i look at life if there is any problem then this has to be true so let us let us look at where this belief came from how did we grow How did we go from being a tiny baby who knows the perfection of itself and of life to being a person who has problems and feels unworthy and unlovable to one degree or another? People who already love themselves can love themselves even even more. Think of a rose from the time it is a tiny bud as it opens to full flower. Till the last petal falls, it's always beautiful, always perfect, always changing. So it is with us. We are always perfect, always beautiful and ever-changing. We are doing the best we can with the understanding, awareness and knowledge we have. As we gain more understanding, awareness and knowledge, then we will do things differently. Mental House Cleaning now it is the time to examine our past a bit more, to take a look at some of the beliefs that have been running us. Some people find this part of the cleaning process very painful, but it need not be. We must look at what is there before we can clean it out. If you want a clean room thoroughly, you will pick up and examine each and everything in it. Some things you will look at with love and some you will dust them or polish them to give them a new beauty. Some things you will see that need refinishing or repair and you will make a note to do that. Some things will never serve you again and it becomes time to let go of those things. Old magazines and newspapers and dirty paper plates can be dropped into the dustbin very calmly there is no need to get angry in order to clean a room it is the same thing when we are cleaning our mental house there is no need to get angry just because of some beliefs that are in it ready to be tossed out let them go as easily as you would scrape bits of food into the trash after a meal would you really dig into yesterday's garbage to make today's meal do you dig into old mental garbage to create tomorrow's experiences if a thought or belief does not serve you please let it go please please let it go there is no written law that says that because Once you have believed believed something, you have to continue to believe it forever. Now, just let's look at some limiting beliefs and where they came from. So, limiting belief number one. I am not good enough. And where it came from? It came from a father who repeatedly told him that he was stupid. He said, He wanted to be a success so his daddy would be proud of him, but he was riddled with with guilt which created resentment and all he could produce was one failure after another. Daddy kept financing businesses for him and one after the another they failed. He used failure to get even. He made his daddy pay and pay and pay. Of course, he was the biggest loser. Limiting belief. Lack of self-love. And where it came from? Trying to win daddy's approval. Now, in this case, a girl wanted to be like her father. They couldn't agree on anything I'm sorry, the last thing the girl wanted to be was to be like her father. They couldn't agree on anything and were always arguing. She only wanted his approval, but instead, all she got was criticism. Her body was full of pains. Her father had exactly the same kind of pains. She did not realize her anger was creating pains just as her father's anger was creating pain for him. Limiting Belief number 3 Life is Dangerous And where it came from? A Frightened Father Another client saw life as grim and harsh. It was difficult for her to laugh and when she did, she would become frightened that something bad would happen. She has been read with the admonition, don't laugh or they might get you. Limiting belief number four, I am not good enough. And where it came from, being abandoned and ignored. It was difficult for a man to talk. Silence had become a way of life for him. He had just come off drugs and alcohol and was convinced that he was terrible. I discovered his mother had died when he was very young and he had been raised by an aunt. The aunt seldom spoke except to give an order and he was brought up in silence. He even ate alone in silence and stayed quietly in his room day after day. He had a lover who was also a silent man. And they spent most of the time alone in silence. The lover died and once again he was alone. Now the next topic is an exercise. The next exercise we do is to get a large sheet of paper. Make a list of all the things your parents said were wrong with you. What were the negative messages you heard? Give yourself enough time. To remember as many as you can. A half an hour usually works well with this. What did they say about money? What did they say about your body? What did they say about love and relationships? What did they say about your creative talents? What were the limiting or negative things they said to you? If you can, just look. Objectively at these items and say to yourself, so that's where that belief came from. Now, let's take another sheet of paper and, and dig in a little deeper. What are other negative messages you have heard as a child from your relatives, teachers, friends, authority figures? from your church or your religious institution. Write them all down. Take your time. Be aware of what feelings are going on in your body. What you have on these two pieces of paper are the thoughts that need to be removed from your consciousness. These are the very beliefs you have that are making you feel not good enough. Seeing yourself as a child. If we were to take a three-year-old child and put him in the middle of the room and you and I were to start yelling at the child, shouting at him, telling him how stupid he was, how he could never do anything right how he should do this and shouldn't do that and look at the mess he had made and maybe hit him a few times we would end up with a frightened little child who sits docilely in the corner or who tears up the place the child would go one of these two ways but we will never know the potential of that child if we take the same little child and tell him how much we love him, how much we care, that we love the way he looks and love how bright and clever he is, that we love the way he does things and that it's okay for him to make mistakes as he learns and that will always be be there for him no matter what. Then the potential that comes out of that child will blow your mind off each one of us has a three-year-old child inside us and we often spend most of the times yelling at their kid in ourselves then we wonder why our lives don't work if you had a friend who was always criticizing you would you want to be around that person perhaps you were treated this way as a child and that is sad however That was a long time ago and if you are now choosing to treat yourself in the same way, then it's still sadder. So now, here in front of us, we have a list of negative messages we heard as a child. How does this list correspond with what you believe to be wrong with you? Are they almost the same? Probably yes. We base our life script on our early messages. We are all good little children and obediently accept what what they tell us as truth. It would be very easy just to blame our parents and be victims for the rest of our lives. But that wouldn't be much of fun and it certainly wouldn't get us out of our stuck position. Blaming your family. BLAME GAME Hmm. Blame is one of the surest ways to stay in a problem. In blaming another, we give away our power. Understanding enables us to rise above the issues and take control of our future. So be careful before blaming anyone. You are giving away your power to that person. The past cannot be changed the future is shaped by our current thinking it is imperative for our freedom to understand that our parents were doing the best they could with the understanding awareness and knowledge they had whenever we blame someone else we are not taking responsibility for ourselves those people who did all those terrible things to us were just as frightened and scared from inside as you are they felt the same helplessness as you do the only thing they could possibly teach you are what they had been taught how much do you know about your parents childhoods, especially before the age of 10 if it's still possible for you to find out please go and ask them if you are able to find out about your parents' childhoods, you will more easily understand why they did that to you. Understanding will bring you compassion. If you don't know and can't find out, try to imagine what it must have been like for them. What kind of childhood would create an adult like that? You need this knowledge for your own freedom. You can't free yourself until you free them. You can't forgive yourself until you forgive them. If you demand perfection from them, you will demand perfection from yourself and you will be miserable all your life. Choosing our parents. I agree with the theory that we choose our parents. The lessons that we learn seem perfectly matched to the weaknesses of the parents we have. I believe we are all on an endless journey through eternity. We come to this planet to learn particular lessons that are necessary for our spiritual evolution. We choose our sex, our color, our country and then we look around for the perfect set of parents who will mirror our patterns. Our visits to this planet are like going to school. If you want to become a beautician, you go to beauty school. If you want to become a mechanic, you go to mechanic school. If you want to become a lawyer, you go to law school. The parents you picked this time around are the perfect couple who are experts in what you have chosen to learn. It is that simple and that easy to understand. When we grow up, we have a tendency to point our fingers accusingly at our parents and say you did it to me but i believe we chose them listening to others our older brothers and sisters are gods to us when we are little if they were unhappy they probably took it out on us physically or verbally they might have said things like i'll ten i'll tell you for like, you are just a baby, you can't do that, you are too stupid to play with us. All these comments we must have listened in our childhoods. Teachers at school often influence us greatly. In fifth grade, a teacher told me empathically that I was too tall to be a dancer. I believed her and put away my dancing ambitions until I was too old to make a dancing career. Did you understand that tests and grades were only to see how much knowledge you had at a given time? Or you were a child who allowed tests and grades to measure self-worth? Our early friends share their own misinformation about life with us. The other kids at school can tease us and leave lasting hurts. When I was a child, my last name was Looney and the kids used to call me lunatic. Neighbours also have an influence, not only because of their remarks, but also cause we are asked, what will the neighbours think? This is a very big question around us, every time. Think back to the other authority figures who were influential in your childhood. And of course, there are strong and very persuasive statements made by advertisements in periodicals and on the TV. All too many products are sold by making us feel we are unworthy or wrong if we don't use them. We are completed with chapter 3 today. And this ends with a very beautiful affirmation I would like to share. We are all here to transcend our early limitations, whatever they were. We are here to recognize our own magnificence and divinity, no matter what they told us. You have your negative beliefs to overcome, and I have my negative beliefs to overcome. Isn't it beautiful? And so you are, my dear listeners. Take care of yourself. See you tomorrow. Goodbye and take care.